0: You are Locked On Vols, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome into Locked On Vols, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here today. Today's show will include a mix of Tennessee football and basketball. The Vols basketball team remains the number one team in the country. As expected, it's now a fourth week that Tennessee has been number one in the country this season. The balls are getting ready for South Carolina on Wednesday and Kentucky on Saturday. Coming up a little bit later, you'll hear from Rick Barnes and Admiral Schofield. Before that, in segment number one, there is a ranking projection for 2019 that has Tennessee's football team in the top 25. I'll tell you about that coming up and explain why Tennessee shows up in the top 25. Coming up here in segment number one. In segment number two, you'll hear from Rick Barnes and Admiral Schofield talking about enjoying the success that Tennessee is having. The Vols are on an 18-game winning streak, but they also have really big goals ahead and they're trying to not have that streak be broken. And it will really be challenged this week. Maybe not by South Carolina on Wednesday, but for sure at Rupp Arena when Tennessee plays Kentucky On Saturday night. So you'll hear from Rick Barnes and Admiral Schofield talking about the grind of what they're going through in the season right now while also trying to have a good time together. And then in segment number three, an interesting college football stat the transfer portal is a big topic right now. There have been some waivers granted here recently, there was a big one at Ohio State what that might mean for Tennessee. I'll get to that in segment number three today on Locked On Vols, your team every day, and it's available five days a week on pretty much any podcast platform, including if you're listening on your smartphone, you can simply, when you get in your car, say, play podcast Locked On Vols, and it should pop up for you. So a number of different ways to listen. Keep spreading the word about the daily Tennessee podcast Locked On Vols. Tennessee's football team is coming off back-to-back seasons, finishing last in the SEC East. Tennessee went 4-8 and in 2017, and then 5-7 and this past fall. There were some promising signs this past season. A win at Auburn, and then the big win at home against Kentucky, which was followed by disappointing losses to Missouri and Vanderbilt. But there were some positive signs, and some young players who did some nice things. I'd say most notably Bryce Thompson and Elante Taylor there at cornerback. And Tennessee has just about all of its 2018 production returning. The notable players who are leaving would be the defensive linemen, Shai Tuttle, Kyle Phillips, Alexis Johnson, and Paul Bain. Those were the top four defensive linemen, I think, for Tennessee overall this past season. They are all gone, and that is a big deal, and I'm going to get to that in a moment. But I saw Bill Conley at SBNation.com put out his projected rankings for 2019. He went 1-130, through and with this conversation taking place in the middle of February, it is, of course, subject to change. We haven't gone through spring practice yet. We don't know officially what all rosters will look like, but now that signing day is behind us, we have a pretty good idea. Now that the 2019 class is wrapped up and we know what newcomers are going where, it is probably more worth taking a look at the rankings for the upcoming season. Again, there is a long way to go. Conversations will change. But Bill Conley's S P plus projections at SB Nation have Tennessee number twenty-one in the country. Considering Tennessee just went five and seven and went four and eight the year before, seeing Tennessee projected in the preseason as a top twenty-five team kind of stands out. And it stood out to Bill Conley as well. There were two teams that he wrote about specifically after Listing his entire projections of why they are where they are. One was Texas because Texas is way down, I think, compared to where most people project. S and P Plus numbers have Texas at number 35. So he explained why, and then Bill explained why Tennessee is number 21, why it's that high. And you'll hear from him a little bit later in the week. But here's what Bill wrote at sbnation.com regarding Tennessee and why it shows up at number 21. Bill Conley writes quote For starters, Jeremy Pruitt has recruited well. According to the 247 Sports Composite, he inked the number 21 class in FBS in 2018, then one upped himself and signed the number twelve class this year, despite what we'll politely call a lack of proof on the field. Granted, recruiting has never been a problem in Knoxville, but the Vols were crazy young in 2018. They returned more of last year's production than any Power Five team. And it would defy recent history if they weren't to improve by at least a few points per game. That note right there, I think, is a big factor here in why Tennessee is so high in Bill Conley's projections. Tennessee returns more of last year's production than any Power 5 team. s Plus projections are primarily made up of returning production and recent recruiting. And Bill notes that Tennessee looks awfully good in both of those areas and therefore gets a potential boost. He also compared Tennessee to Georgia when Kirby Smart took over. In year one for Kirby, Georgia had a disappointing season. The Bulldogs went 7-5. and five. Now, that's better than what Tennessee did, but Bill also is not putting the same expectations on Tennessee as what Georgia accomplished in year two. He wrote, Tennessee is starting from a lot further behind. I'm doubting there's a run to the national title game in the works. Still, Jeremy Pruitt and his coaches have vastly more to work with in 2019. And Bill is looking at Tennessee's recruiting in 2018, which made me wonder, okay, let's look at that class and see how much of it might play a big role in what Tennessee does this upcoming fall. So I pulled up the 247 Sports Composite Rankings from the 2018 class, and I'll just go through here and list off some of the guys that I think will play a vital role. Uh, Just to tell you, I looked at the 22 members of the class, and I think at least 11 are expected to play an important role for Tennessee this year. That's a pretty good ratio. To be in year two of the class and have half of it expected to play a big role, that's pretty good. More could. More than 11 could play an important role. J.J. Peterson, he was the highest rated player in the class. He is expected to play a big role at linebacker for Tennessee now that he will have a full offseason behind him by the time this upcoming year starts. Now also, J.J. has yet to make any significant impact for tennessee on defense so he is an if for sure then you have Alante taylor he was a starter this past fall i'd say that he stands a good chance to be a starter at cornerback again this year and if he's not that means a newcomer probably made a big impact then bryce thompson he was a freshman all-american had a really nice first season at tennessee he should help Dominique Wood Anderson, I think, is a guy that has a chance to really benefit from the arrival of Jim Chaney. Tight ends have benefited from Chaney's system at different schools, including at Tennessee when Michael Rivera was here. Isaac Nada just went pro after a productive three year stretch with Jim Chaney as the offensive coordinator. Emmett Gooden is a guy that will have to play an important role for Tennessee on the defensive line. Jerome Carvin could be a starter as he enters year two for Tennessee. Jeremy Banks is an interesting one. Is he for sure at linebacker? If he is, is he ready to play and contribute on a regular basis? He is an unknown. He is a guy that I'm counting on the list of players that are expected to help in 2019. So is Jameer Johnson. He started this past fall as a JUCO transfer. If he is able to get bigger and stronger during the offseason, I think Tennessee's coaches like his potential. And then John Mincy on the defensive line is expected to play an important role along with Emmett Gooden. I'm going to say that one of these two players, Karat Garland or Kingston Harris, helps Tennessee on the defensive line. Greg Emerson is also a member of the 2018 class on Tennessee's team. If Tennessee can get one of those guys to help, well, there's some depth for you on the defensive line. And then Trayvon Flowers. Tennessee's coaching staff likes him. What he was able to do as a true freshman, he dealt with an injury in the middle of the season, But he's a guy that should at least help with competition there at safety along with guys like Jalen McCullough and Aaron Beasley who are well thought of in the 2019 class. So I know I'm throwing a number of ifs out there and a lot of them are going to have to hit for Tennessee to have a chance to be as good as some of the numbers show. But remember, Tennessee does bring back a lot of production on offense and guys need to be better. Like bringing back a lot of offensive linemen who struggled this past fall doesn't really help you. If they don't improve a good amount, Jarrett Garantano needs to be better. Tennessee needs to be more consistent with what it does in the offensive backfield. Adding Eric Gray can help with that as well. Now, mentioning that Tennessee is number 21 in Bill Conley's SP Plus numbers does come with a yeah, but. And uh, I saved that for the end of this segment. Tennessee is number 21 in the overall ranking for 2019 based on those projections right now. But that's also tenth best in the SEC and fifth best in the SEC East. The numbers from Bill Conley are very high on the SEC. Here are the overall rankings: Alabama is number one, Georgia is number two, Clemson is number three, LSU is fourth, Oklahoma is fifth. Elsewhere from the SEC, Florida is sixth, Auburn is eighth, Mississippi State is tenth, Texas A&M is thirteenth, Missouri is sixteenth, South Carolina is eighteenth, and then you get to Tennessee at number 21. So Tennessee will play four of the top 10 teams in Bill Conley's S P Plus numbers and six of the top 18. So you have six opponents that are ranked higher than Tennessee in these projections. Now some of these teams may not end up being as good as they are shown right now. Is Mississippi State really a top 10 team? It has to replace some key players. Like Tennessee, Mississippi State is entering year two with its head coach Joe Moorhead and I'd say we'll have High expectations heading into this year. Missouri is working through this NCAA penalty that came down just a few weeks ago. Are there transfers? Those are some things that have to get worked out at Missouri. The Vols do have to go to Columbia this upcoming year after having given up 50 points in each of the last two games and losses against Missouri. So, interesting numbers. Check out that story, SBNation.com. I always enjoy reading the work by Bill Conley, and we'll talk more about that as the week goes along. As Locked On Vols continues coming up, Tennessee's basketball team continues to win. Is it having fun? That's a focus for Tennessee. You'll hear Rick Barnes and Admiral Schofield talk about that coming up in the next segment. Locked On Vols, every day available on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and as I mentioned a few minutes ago, if you get in your car and tell your smartphone to play podcasts, Locked On Vols, it should fire right up. If you have time to rate and review the show, please do so. Five-star reviews are always appreciated. And I appreciate everybody who has left a rating and review so far. Tennessee's men's basketball team remains the number one ranked team in the country. The Vols did lose eight first place votes to Duke in the Associated Press poll when it came out on Monday. Tennessee has 40 first place votes. Duke has 24. And I think a big part of that was Duke winning at Virginia this past Saturday. It was a really impressive performance by Duke. The Blue Devils have swept Virginia this season. The records are very similar. Duke has one extra loss. It has two losses. Now, that second loss was to Syracuse in overtime when it was playing essentially the entire game without two of its best players. I think we're splitting hairs in the conversation around Duke and Tennessee right now, and there is a lot of basketball to be played over the next few weeks, both in the regular season and conference tournaments before we get to seeding for the NCAA tournament. Tennessee is still the number one ranked team in the country in the bowls and it is a fourth straight week that Tennessee has held that spot. And if Tennessee wins at Kentucky this upcoming Saturday, I think the Vols will gain some of those first-place votes back. That would be really impressive if Tennessee goes on the road and beats a top-five team, which Duke was able to do this past weekend. In the meantime, though, Tennessee has to focus on the teams it's about to play. South Carolina, by the way, coming up on Wednesday, will come into Thompson Bowling Arena attempting to knock off the number one team in the country. So Tennessee needs to remain focused before it gets to the Kentucky game on Saturday. And that is a big part of the conversation right now. Tennessee trying to keep its edge, trying to stay focused during this long winning streak. It's now at 18 games for Tennessee and also having fun in the process. So a few minutes here from Rick Barnes. He talked about that. Tennessee trying to keep things fun while they're also trying to stay motivated and working to get better, here's what Rick Barnes said about that on Monday when he met with the media.
0: I think that when you do have a, a an attitude, you know, you know, day every day is, is get better. What you do want them to enjoy is when they win a game, and the fact is that they put their work in, they've they've done what they need to do. But they, the tough part is you got to let it go real quick. It goes back to the question earlier about you know about in the past. I mean, you can't once you you want them to enjoy it more than they, than they feel relieved is to be honest. You know, you don't, I think coaches probably feel more like that. You know, we, we win a game, you're relieved you get the game and now you got to get ready for the next one, but you do want to enjoy it. And you, and that's a hard thing to do. It really is. It's a hard thing when you're in the middle of a, a really competitive year when season every year, you know, how do you enjoy that moment, but knowing you've got to let it go quickly and get on to the next one. And, um, uh, because the enjoyment of it can't last long because you've got to get back to the grind. And, and so that's, you know, that's what you do. I mean, uh, you, you just for a little bit, you can almost take a deep breath, enjoy it, and then say, okay, now we've got to do it again. And, um, and that's the challenge of when you're in competition, that uh, everybody else can probably enjoy it longer than those that are really in the, in the arena every day fighting because they've got to let it go quickly and get on to the next one.
1: Tennessee basketball coach Rick Barnes, and it's kind of funny to me because I think over the last few weeks, I felt like I've had to remind Tennessee fans at times to enjoy this while it's going on because there have been questions of, what if Tennessee doesn't end up winning the SEC title? Would that be disappointing? What if Tennessee doesn't make the Final Four considering how good it is? Would that be disappointing? And it would be in the moment. I would say don't worry about that right now. Enjoy watching Tennessee's basketball team because you don't have to go watch film. You don't have to go practice like Tennessee's players do. And the coaches do it makes sense that they have to remember to have fun and to find joy in it. I wanted you to hear as Rick Barnes talked a little bit more about this subject on Monday at his press conference, about finding joy in the game while they are having to work so hard at the same time.
0: I think in their own way, they probably do enjoy We all probably do it a little bit different, you know, in terms of it, uh, we all have different mindsets. I mean, uh, I've been around uh, some coaches that, uh, like, I will tell you this. I mean, Coach Alfred was here this weekend. He came in to visit with us, and, uh, and he actually made a big point of that. He said, I'm just telling you, you ought to really enjoy it until you've got to get on to the next one and have fun with it, And, and uh, which that was neat having an outside perspective, someone come in, because I, I do think our guys do. I, that's probably not so much in my makeup you know i I've, I've always felt like when it's all over it's all said and done you uh you know you go back and you in your mind you do it cuz my enjoyment really comes from every day you know going out and seeing we can how much better we can be and all that but uh the games are obviously what why we do it for so uh again and I, again i think our guys probably enjoy i mean i'm a, i'm a certain way with our guys and and day in and day out and I like to think that uh, we we have a good time together, but we also we're we're, we're working to try to accomplish something, and so everybody's going to go about it their own way. And then today, when we come back in and and uh, get started, it's the whole focus has to be on what we're doing today. We have got to stay in the moment with it. But uh, I'm not going to overanalyze any of that, to be honest with you. I'm not. I, I don't. I, I just, again, it's we we played hard. We competed Saturday and. And and we did say, hey, that's what we wanted to do, so let's enjoy what we did, but knowing that we gotta get back and get after it again today.
1: Tennessee basketball coach Rick Barnes, so I appreciate his comments there. I thought you might want to hear those. And I also don't want to make it sound like Tennessee is not having any fun. If you happen to keep up with Tennessee's basketball team, the program or the players individually on social media, you'll see that they're having fun. When you see A new video of Jordan Bowden dancing, which they challenged him to do in the locker room after the game, and he obliged on Saturday when Tennessee beat Florida. These guys are having fun. I think people in the athletic department are having a great time while this run is going on. But it is a topic, and it's something that Rick Barnes said. He was reminded of by Steve Alford is who he's talking about there, former player at Indiana, and he's coached at several different spots and had some success. He was let go earlier this year by UCLA to – Enjoy it while you're going through it as well. It's an interesting part of the conversation. It's a reminder that, man, it can be a grind. It can be really difficult. And uh, Admiral Schofield talked a little bit about that on Saturday as well. So as we wrap up this part of the conversation, listen to what Admiral said after the win against Florida, meaning the Vols had just swept their rival Florida Gators on Saturday at Thompson Bowling Arena, but about having some fun while also focusing and staying motivated. It's his senior year. He wants to accomplish some big things at Tennessee here's what admiral said about all that
2: Well, when you've never been there you don't know what to expect you don't know whether you know really celebrating the win is considered not being humble you know being cocky you don't know whether it's you know how it's going to be perceived so for us you know we we know that most times when we win big or win coach Barnes gonna come in and, and kill that vibe anyway so um you know we just been Straightforward, like yep, taking care of business. Come in, get in, clock in, clock out type of mindset. Instead of actually just enjoying what's happening, enjoying the history we're making, uh, the records we're breaking, and different things like that. So, um, and tonight it really showed. Guys really just enjoy, enjoy being out there together. And I mean, any team that's that me beat it beat on any night. Whether it's the last team in the league, top teams, top teams in the league, doesn't matter. Any team can be beaten. Uh, we have a great league, very competitive league, and we have great coaches within our league. So we have to be on our A game. You know, having the number one tag in front of our name puts an even bigger target on us. But at the same time, you still got to play us.
1: Still got to play Tennessee. Admiral Schofield knows that as well. Tennessee will play South Carolina tomorrow at 6:30 at Thompson Bowling Arena. On tomorrow's show, I'll take a look at that matchup as Tennessee will go for win number 19 in a row. We'll get more Tennessee hoops talk in on tomorrow's. Locked on Vols. Coming up in the final segment of the show today, there is an interesting trend, a change really in college football. It looks like with waivers being granted for immediate transfers. Is that something Tennessee could benefit from heading into 2019? We'll get to that coming up in the next segment of Locked on Vols. Remember to send me questions or comments for the show anytime you like. I'm on Twitter at Josh underscore Ward, as well as on Facebook, Facebook facebook.com. Slash Josh Ward, like and follow those pages, and send me questions anytime you like on Twitter and on Facebook, and I'll work those in right here on the show on Locked On Vols. So I saw this story from Adam Rittenberg of ESPN.com. After late last week, Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields was granted a waiver to play immediately for the Buckeyes. He was a freshman this past year at Georgia, a former five-star prospect who was not able to beat out. Jake Fromm, for the starting position. So after his first year at Georgia, he transferred to Ohio State to play for new head coach Ryan Day. Now, Fields went through the waiver request process and was granted that on Friday. In the story by Adam Rittenberg on ESPN, it was noted that since 2018, when some rules were changed, some policies were changed by the NCAA in the transfer process, 51 of 64 transfer requests have been given immediate eligibility, so 79%. About four out of every five players who go through the waiver process are granted the chance to play right away. Tennessee has two players going through that process right now. Defensive lineman Aubrey Solomon, who transferred from Michigan, and then athlete D'Angelo Gibbs, who transferred from Georgia. He is expected to play offense. He could be a defensive back as well. That would be an option for D'Angelo. He was a defensive back at Georgia the last couple of years. Both guys were very highly touted coming out of high school. Aubrey had a really nice freshman season at Michigan, dealt with injuries this past fall. D'Angelo did not really contribute at Georgia, and I'm not sure he was welcome back there if he wanted to stay with the Bulldogs. But both guys could help Tennessee immediately. Both would absolutely compete for playing time right away. And I would say with those defensive linemen who left, I mentioned the four seniors that departed from last year's team. Well, that would make Aubrey Solomon even more important for Tennessee if he's able to play right away. That is something to pay attention to. Like If you look at the recruiting rankings where Tennessee is, if you added Solomon and Gibbs to the class because their numbers count uh, somewhere for Tennessee, if they were added to the class, well, the class itself would get a bump. You'd probably be talking about a top 10 class, which would sound better right, Number 12, does that matter? No, but their ability to make an impact on the field immediately absolutely would. This is something to pay attention to in all of college football. Are we going to see more players able to transfer and play right away? Is that a good thing? You're going to see different points of view, here, different thoughts on that, whether that is a good or bad thing. and I think it's somewhere in between because guys can often get bad advice on whether they should or should not. Transfer. Every case is going to be different. The NCAA, I think, is juggling that right now because every waiver request will have a different reason why. One thing that does appear to be the case is that if you hire representation, if you have an attorney on your side to make your case for immediate eligibility, it does give you a better chance. So that is an interesting story. I think check that out at ESPN.com. It's getting a lot of talk around College football, And it also made me think about the talk of Tennessee potentially being a top 25 team in 2019. One question I still have is on the defensive line for Tennessee. If Aubrey Solomon's able to play for the Vols this upcoming fall, well, I'd feel a lot better about Tennessee's chances of being productive up front on the defensive side. I also saw that uh, ESPN is going to have a power index coming out later this week for the 2019 college football season, and the SEC is going to have 10... Of the top 20, could Tennessee crack the top 20 from ESPN, and if not, how close could it be? That's something to pay attention to as we're now in the extended talking season, which really takes up about eight months out of the year, from the end of the national championship game up until the kickoff of the season in the final weekend of August. There's going to be a lot to talk about, including where Tennessee is projected here this upcoming 2019 season, year two for Jeremy Pruitt. So coming up on tomorrow's show, a look to the Tennessee-South Carolina game, an ESPN analyst saying that Tennessee absolutely can win the national title. And if there are any further developments with Tennessee's football program, the coaching staff is still something being talked about. I'll get to that tomorrow as well. On Locked On Vols here five days a week talking about what's going on with Tennessee. Thanks so much for hanging out here today. If you have time to rate and review the show, please do so. Thanks to everybody who has so far. I'll see you right here tomorrow on Locked on Ball.